Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest is Matt Sickler, head of demand gen and North American marketing at Linworks. Matt, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here, Jeremy. So tell us a little bit about your background as a marketer and about Linworks. Sure. Yeah, I've been in um, the enterprise software sales arena for probably 12, 13 years now. Before that, I was in manufacturing marketing, but for the past 10 to, to 12 years, been doing enterprise marketing, several different industries. Right now, I'm with Linworks. Uh, Linworks is an e-commerce platform, and we manage and automate the commerce operations for, for businesses that are looking to do business online and, and uh, try and maximize their revenue opportunities. So my goal here at, at Linworks is to increase demand generation and broaden our, our market awareness really trying to drive um, traffic through and, and uh, find those e-commerce companies that are, are looking to evolve their, their operations. Okay, very good. Thanks for that. So now I know that Linworks brought you in to build out a modern mar marketing function. And when we discussed this uh, earlier, you described your approach to doing that as both bottom-up and top-down. So what does that mean? Yeah, it's interesting. The way I look at building the demand gen, especially the, the demand gen piece of this, is working with sales and working with the overall company uh, to establish both the budget and marketing. What, what, what are we able to spend and where do we want to spend that? But also how we're going to spend that and what number of leads and opportunities the business needs to hit their sales and revenue targets. So if you think about it from, from the sales side, you know they are obviously given a, a goal at the beginning of the year we have to hit. X amount of revenue, but they count on a certain amount of that revenue being marketing generated and, and really through pipeline build and, and, op, and opportunities. So, you know, what that number is, you, we use, you know, different conversion rates to figure out backward, back through the budget, what those numbers need to be from a lead gen perspective. And then you bottom up, you take your, your marketing budget and say, okay, I have this much spend. How am I going to allocate that to drive the right amount of leads? Uh, and opportunities. Now, every channel has its own conversion rates that are different. Uh, some are very top of funnel, but you need that to, to sustain your marketing database and be able to kind of long-term nurture those people through. But other channels are more bottom funnel and, and you need those obviously in year to, to build opportunities. So somewhere along the way, you have to, to match and marry those two things, the, the revenue goals of sales and the, the marketing budget that you're given. And so if those things aren't aren't uh, aligning, then there's work to be done on, on one side or the other. Typically we go ask for more budget and, and you try and uh, try and go that way with it. But that's my approach when we're going into a fiscal year is, is really align with sales and, and the operations functions and see see what makes sense for marketing to, to contribute. Mm -hmm. And I imagine that like most plans that you set out, you put something in place and then adjust it as things play out. And of course, things don't always go exactly according to plan and you have to pivot and so on. So it's not like you set it in motion and okay, job done. This is an ongoing process. That's right. And it, it can't be, in my view, marketing isn't a rigid plan at the beginning of the year that says, you know, from here to December, this is what exactly what we're going to do. We have to react as the market reacts and things evolve, things change. There are outside factors that we have to take into account that, that, that just evolve. And so we have to we have to handle that in a way that's flexible and with some urgency as well. So certainly over my career, I've learned that things that worked one, two years ago don't always continue to work and, and you evolve that. So 
when I'm building my budget, it's it's in large buckets and by can, and then we kind of massage that as we go throughout the year. So quarter by quarter, month by month, you know, you get a little more prescriptive. So I know exactly what I'm doing in March. That's pretty much lined up perfectly. April's pretty locked down, but um, but it gets you know as you go out a little bit, it's a little a little more you know I have a little more flexibility in what I do there. So I think yeah. as marketers, we 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 should always maintain that flexibility and spend. Yeah, absolutely. So now a big part of this too is having the right team in place to be able to execute on the plan. So what when you're putting together a team, you know, what's your approach to that? What types of experiences and skills are you looking for for in the people that you bring aboard? Yeah, great question. For me, there are a couple there are a couple ways to look at this. Certainly from from the overall point of view, I like individuals, people that want to win that have that drive to succeed and and really show up and and you know with a motivation factor already in play you can't really train that or teach that you either have that motivation and the drive or you don't so I, I I think competitive uh, a competitive nature especially in demand gen is is important we're numbers driven and so hitting your our numbers is is crucial and and you just it's like a like a sports game you know you want to win so that's that's a key. Then when you get into certain channels, I think channel expertise is, is important for, for various areas. So things like Google AdWords, right? You're, you, you know, you, there's a skill set there that not everybody has. So, you know, each individual channel brings its own, but also, you know, having a little bit of general marketing generalists in your background doesn't hurt either. So having the ability, if you're in, you're responsible for one channel uh, to be able to see the greater picture and marketing, what what works in AdWords, could that carry over into social? Does that carry over into content marketing? So those those areas, I think there's there's overlap. So generalists, in my mind, have a, a leg up on a lot of marketers uh, because they can kind of see the overall picture of marketing. But specialists are, are also important. There, there are skill sets that, you know, the people learn and, and train on that you have to have in your marketing team. But I think the overarching, you know, guideline for me is, is having that competitive spirit and, and wanting to you know, show up and, and have that drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like you said, that's something you can't really teach. Either you you want to compete or or not. That's right, and and it shows. It shows pretty quickly. I think mm-hmm. you know it becomes apparent over the course of a couple months. And so, yeah, super excited about my team at Linworks. So we're we're uh, a spirited bunch, and we have we have fun while we're doing it. But it is competitive, and and we're trying hard to to make sure we we're hitting hitting the numbers that sales needs needs us to. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, we're in the middle of what's being called the Great Recession, or I'm sorry, the Great Resignation. Hopefully hopefully not a Great Recession. Any, no, hopefully not. Uh, That's right. The Great Resignation, a lot of people moving around, a lot of people you know, looking for better opportunities. Has that affected you much at all? Or just, you know, what are your thoughts about that as you continue to to build your team? Yeah, I think it's always got to be a manager on a manager's mind, whether it's the Great you know, Resignation or not. I think you know, you treat your people well, but it always, it doesn't always necessarily keep people from leaving. So I, I'm, you know, I think there's a personal relationship that you have with people. And, and there's the old saying that people don't leave companies, they leave managers. I right. don't necessarily believe that's true. I think it is to a degree, right? I think it's situational based though. There are times when, when I've left, you know, a, a company, when I love my manager or my boss. So I think, I think, you know, understanding the career arc of your employees and, and the people you manage is really important and growing those careers. So while I think there's stickiness to, to bosses, to good bosses, I think, you know, there's there's certain situations that a, a good boss can't overcome. So 
I think there's an awareness that we all have to have that people are going to leave and, and do what's best for them. And that's important, right? I, I would never, you know, step, stand in the way of something like that for my employees. So yeah, I think it's, it affects us all right now a little more than usual. But marketing people, I think we all are, are looking to see, you know, how can I advance my career? What's best for me? And, and what do I want to do? Whether that's being a manager, whether that's more responsibilities or whether someone's pretty happy with what they're doing. So I think just being in touch with your, your, your people and, and understanding what it is that drives them, what makes them happy and how you can help them getting, getting, you know, things out of their way. That goes a long way, but, but it doesn't always, it does, it's not the magic uh, answer all the time. Yeah, there's no there's no perfect solution to that, but it sounds, sounds right. like a reasonable plan. So now another big piece of the puzzle to building a competitive marketing function, of course, is the technology piece. And with all the options out there, and there seem to be more, you know, almost literally every day, it seems like, what's your approach to building the MarTech stack that you need that's going to give you that competitive advantage? Yeah, as I touched on earlier, I think the evolution of, of MarTech is, is, you know, it's phenomenal and it's very fast paced right now and has been for, for probably a decade. The things that are coming out are amazing. My, my personal approach is, you know, looking at a piece of, of software and saying, does it help the productivity of my team? And does it help the prospects or customers get to the information they need faster, better, you know, those type of things. So I'll take just one vendor, for example, and we don't currently use them at, at Linworks, but I've used them extensively in my past Vidyard. You know, those guys have evolved that platform over the years and, and really love what they're doing. It helps, certainly helps prospects get to what they need faster and, and in a way that delivers it in a nice way, but also delivers some information to marketers that helps us understand, you know, how much of the video someone watched that goes to intent data and, and you, you can gain a lot from that. So I think it's, it's those two things, the productivity and, and the, the data that you're getting in a, in a way that's not overly aggressive or overly nefarious, but, but also trying to, to get information to, to people as they need it. I'm a little old school, you know, look, I, ABM, we all know ABM platforms and, and the intent data that's happening. I think it's important. And I think, you know, as that evolves and as, as we keep dealing with privacy issues and things, it's important to understand that and to, to utilize those tools. But I also think, you know, we can create our own kind of old school demand gen just through content delivery and, and you know, truly just understanding your prospects. How, how do you do that and, and how do you do that effectively? So that's, that's how I look at MarTech mm -hmm. right now. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, I think that the, no matter how good the tech is, if you don't understand your audience, it's not going to make much difference. That's right. That's right. And that's how I approach content uh, generation as well is, you know, what, what is driving the, a prospect? What, what's a yeah. day in the life of, of that person? How can we help them? Does our solution solve their issues? Does it make their lives better? Does it make their company better? Those are the questions we have to, to ask and then turn that into content that reflects that. And so if you're producing good quality content and your product is, is going to help them in their lives or their, their companies, then you're going to win at the end. And it's just, it's just how you get in front of those people. So that's the most important thing. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And which, and I actually don't want to go off and talk about this too much, but since you brought it up, I mean, another big piece of the puzzle here is, is having mechanisms for having an ongoing conversations with your audience, right? So you can right. learn more about them and learn about their needs as they evolve. I mean, you, you have to have those channels, two-way channels in order to, in order to really make it all work. A hundred percent true. And, and things like podcasts, the way you're doing here, right? How do we, how do we continue to communicate them, even if they're not ready to buy today, yeah. just so they're aware of, 
you know, your product, your solution, and as your solution evolves and their company evolves, maybe there's a time down the road that's right, but it's, it's just being a resource for them. And, and, and look, even if they don't buy, but we're helping them, you know, solve something without, without buying our solution, that's okay too. We'll be there and someday they could need us. So that, that constant communication when, when they're ready is, is super important. That's kind of modern marketing in a nutshell right there. That's, that's, right. that's really to, at the key of it. So, okay. A couple quick questions uh, as we wrap up here. What's been your main focus so far in Q1? Yeah. And it's really coming into Linworks. They have a great foundation. It's really building repeatable processes and marketing that are sustainable long-term and, and trending towards best practices. We're doing a lot of things and juggling a lot of things, focusing on those fundamentals and getting them just squared away and perfect. So they're repeatable for long-term success. That's been my focus in Q1. Obviously in demand gen, it's all about the numbers. So that's always there, but, but it's the repeatable foundation, foundational things in marketing that I've been, I've been focused on mostly. Very good. What are the top three KPIs that your boss cares most about? Yeah, always in demand gen, it's, it's leads. You know, how many leads are you driving? What, what are we doing? And then leading to opportunities. What's what sales qualified opportunities looks like? Pipeline, always a thing. So, you know, demand gen is relatively easy as far as KPIs go. My focus, some of the focus we've been talking about is what are the leading indicators and how can we track those as well? Because um, again, going back to the best practice conversations, if, if you're not in touch with your leading indicators, you know, things like, you know, obviously website visitors, time on site, conversion rates, those type of things, those leading indicators are, are becoming more of a focus for us at Linworks right now. Okay. And finally, what do you and your team hope to accomplish by the end of this year? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, really establishing ourselves as a, as a dependable demand gen machine. I like to call it a machine. and and you know, that, that the organization can rely on to hit our numbers. Um, there are going to be season, seasonal, you know, issues or, or things happen, but becoming as dependable as possible and centered around really that co quality content that our prospects love and, and just, you know, are, are able to find easily and supporting the sales organization. So yeah, demand gen machine is, is my focus by the end of the year. All right. Awesome. Well, Matt, thank you for all that. Seems like you have, you have a lot of great stuff going on and a great year ahead of you. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Thanks for a really great conversation. Appreciate it, Jeremy. Always a pleasure and uh, looking forward to speaking with you again. That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com, that's conversa with two N's, to learn more about how we help B2B brand start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers they need to get to know to grow their business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.